We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined tonight on the line by Ben, Bolland and Mickey, almost a full house, uh, notwithstanding Sai. Also joined for the first time by Tom from Warham. So uh, welcome to Tom for the first time. Uh, before we start the show, um, I was supposed to have a Birmingham fan on tonight, but he's let me down. Some of you might have wondered why I often have two fans from other teams. It's because uh, I've always fear that strangers will let us down. Everyone's been so spot on from the other clubs in recent shows. I thought there was no need this week, so I just got one opposition fan on, and here we are. Um, really quick shout-out for the Gallagher Flags quiz. I know people are probably sick of me talking about it now. About 50 tickets left. Um, if we do sell out of tickets, we can push for, for more space. I don't know how, because the last one was absolutely packed, but apparently we can push for more. Um, uh, just been confirmed to me today that... Uh, the club are massively kindly going to get all of the players to read the questions out for us, um, you know, on recorded video, which is absolutely class. Matthew Raysbeck couldn't join us this time because he's away. He was absolutely superb last time. Um, so the club have stepped in to do that, saves it from, you know, basically me having to do it, um, which would have, wouldn't have been anywhere near as good. So thank you very much to Lee Marshall and Newcastle United. I've had loads of prizes flooding in from businesses all over the shop today. So going to be a class night, um, you know, Friday the 24th of March, 9 bar, 7.30 start. We've got like 40 prizes to give away, um, both in the quiz and the raffle. Um, it's an international weekend, so there's fuck all else going on. So please buy tickets and get yourself down. Um, you find the link on True Faith and on the Gallagher Flags Twitter page. Uh, you can also just drop me a message if you've got any questions about it. Uh, a couple of you have already. Um Thanks to everyone who's left positive reviews. Um, we've managed to see for the first time this week anyone outside of the UK who's left positive reviews, um, of which there are plenty. So big shout out to the listeners in America and, and Ireland especially who've left for loads. I'm less than 100% tonight, so I'm going to leave the talking to, to most of the other uh, lads. So we've got a full Birmingham preview. We're going to talk a little bit about Fulham and the other clubs, and then we're going to look at, uh, you know, we've all done the Chronicle predictor, which to be fair, the Chronicle is pretty good little tool that you predict everyone's results and see where the table ends. Obviously, I have Newcastle comfortably at the top of the league, but we'll see what the uh, what the other lads have got. Um, and, yeah, we'll start the show. So I'll introduce Tom, first of all, as a first-time uh, contributor to the show. Tom, why don't you start telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and the movement you've set up? Hi. Um, so we're, there was a bit of a Twitter discussion going on about the atmosphere, and it was on the back of what 
you've done with Gallagher flags and stuff like that of how um, the atmosphere wasn't really sort of mirroring the displays that were set up. Like the displays were fantastic, but people were just taking advantage of it and you know and not respecting it kind of thing. So it was a little bit of a Twitter discussion, and was a few of us set up um, a sort of movement to try and change the attitude towards it. That's how it, that's how it happened. Fair enough. And have you had much success so far? Do you think many people getting in touch? Yeah, we've, uh, we've got lots of people going to the website. We've had about 800 people sign up. Um, and we've um, had a lot of contact with the club. So uh, it's, it's going really well. And just a lot of people are really behind us. Oh, champion, good to hear. And um, yeah, if uh, you've got the Twitter account, which I'll I'll tag in the 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 tweet this podcast goes out on in case anyone listening wants to find it and, and see a little bit more. And um and you know I'm sure people can get in touch with you if they've got any questions, stuff like that. Um yeah. so we'll crack on with the show. Um Mickey yeah, I was, by the way, just to jump in, people have like people have spent more time taking photos of the flags and like clapping us as we walk down walk <laughs> down with the surfer when we're finished with it than they're doing singing. So frustrating. Right. <laughs> Another, another story for... Look at all those flags, isn't that great? And then back to sitting on the hands. Right, well, let's not criticise the, the majority of Newcastle support again. Uh, it doesn't go, do- <laughs> doesn't go down well with some reviewers of the podcast um, this week. Uh, we know who you are, by the way. Not that I'm sure you care. But anyway, um, Mickey, then, since you're the one who's been talking, um, after defeat at Fulham, what do you think Raphael have been doing with the lads this week in training? I mean, this is the first full week he's had the players before a game. Since um, was it Wolves? Yeah, Wolves. Wolves is the last time we had a full, like game-free week. It's been an absolutely mental March for fixtures, and uh, not March, February, and then the start of March. So, what do you think? Or what do you think he should have been doing with the players this week after Saturday? I just I want to really check in here, Mickey. Actually, um, <laughs> can I have a go at Mitro? <laughs> Good one, Ben. I, I think it's all his fault. <laughs> go on, Mickey. Um, I think there would have been a bit of an inquest. Um, the performance on Saturday was, was very poor all over the pitch. Um, I think the first couple of days, or certainly the first days, they still will have been analysing the game. You would think analysing the videos, looking at what they've turned on. Um, but, but other than that, I think you will have just been focusing on focusing on getting us back to playing our own game, which which is what we didn't do on Saturday. And what, uh, what's cost us, I'm hoping that he spent a bit of time working on them keeping the ball on the floor and looking for Gale in behind but not just lumping it up to him. Um, that's that's what I'm hoping. Ben, do you think that this, that having, you know, you know how relentless it was out, me and Simon made the point on the, pod, the podcast on Sunday that, um, that I thought the players just looked absolutely exhausted. It was just a game we could do without. Not that that's an excuse, by the way, it's a reason, but it's not an excuse. We still should have done better. Do you think that, do you think that this, um, you know, full full week will will do the players good, and we'll see a different Newcastle as a result. Uh, I hope so. I mean, I, I think, to be honest, I just think the 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 would demand a reaction from them. I, I think that's more than anything. I think the, the performance they put in. I mean, yes, you can you can say they might have been tired, um, but that, that still doesn't excuse the the performance that some of the players put in. I think. Um, I mean, I think you have to give a little bit of credit to Fulham. I thought they were probably one of the better teams we've seen at St James's. Part this year they played really well and um, their, their game plan worked worked really well. But I, I still feel uh, an on-form Newcastle side 
should be beating every team that comes to the, the to St James's Park. We're, we've got the individuals. Um, it's just about putting the performances out there. There's so like far too many players were were just just really really poor. I think Shelby had one of his worst games of the season. Um, and I, I think it, it demands a reaction from those those players that are, are meant to be at a level above. I mean, we we always go on about how good Shelby is. He was absolutely terrible on uh, on Saturday. Just it, it just didn't sort of really um, have, have any idea sort of how how to get get the team playing. And obviously, we rely a lot on him to to get get things going. Um, I mean, obviously, maybe. <laughs> I suppose it maybe puts a lot of pressure on him to, to do everything, but at the same time, he's, he's probably one of the highest paid players at the club. He's probably the most gifted player at the club, so unfortunately that's the, the sort of the mantle that, that goes with it. Um, I expect a hell of a lot more from him. Hopefully he'll he'll um, sort, of sort himself out and, and, and put in a performance that uh, I think we need from him, and, and hopefully he'll control everything. To be fair, a lot of our, a lot of our key players have played... 270 minutes of the uh, the three away games over the past week and a half um, so the, we do have to give them a bit of leeway particularly Shelby who's, who's done a lot more running I think over these past away games than, uh, than he normally does um, a lot more defensive work again not that, not that it's an excuse for the, for the performance against Fulham but you've kind of got to let them off with this one in a way because um, because of the way the, the previous games have gone how hard we work to get those three results, um, which were the more important results than than Fulham, who obviously doing well. But Tom, Tom, in terms of the, the the game on Saturday, how it was dead flat from a fan base to the fan base perspective, and I also I heard people before that saying St James's would be more relaxed, and that was one of the reasons that um, you know it was it was so bad. You know, in previous games, everyone was nervous, everyone was going to get promoted. Do you think it's probably good that we've got an away game this week? Because I don't know, I don't know how keen the, the the players would be to to play in front of that crowd again. Or do you think I'm I'm making excuses for them? No, I think that's uh, absolutely right. Um, well, home form isn't up to scratch. It's not. It's, it's, it doesn't reflect the away form. Like in a, an up down to um, fifty thousand sitting there anxious, waiting for you to do something waiting for it to be 4-0 by 20 minutes and they start groaning and they start having to go at players for not doing what they think's right and um, at the phone game we're 2-0 down and the guy next to me he sings and he sings and stands all game you know he's he's, uh, he's very vocal and stuff like that but he, he, he's turned to us and he, he just couldn't understand like he, he was like why why is our home form so 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 bad and I, I just said well I says would you really want to be playing on that pitch if you were a football player and he, he, he just he went no yeah. which you know you can you can give it you can give the whole um, you know they get paid X amount of money and stuff like that they should be able to do their job and all that type of stuff but when you've got that amount of people giving you a load of abuse um, I don't think it helps at all with performances so we'll we'll look now um, into the the Chronicle's very very handy tool, which is the um, promotion predictor. Fair play to the lads at the Chronicle for doing that. Dead easy to use, and it allows you to put in all the details and results uh, or predicted results for all three promotion chasing teams: Huddersfield, Brighton, Newcastle. I'll kick what off. Um, what did I get? Uh, what I've got it on the computer here, and naturally it won't surprise listeners. I've got Newcastle top on ninety eight points, Brighton second on ninety two. 
Huddersfield, third and 89. Obviously, I don't have us losing a game, uh, which may be ambitious, but um, I'm, I'm back and want to put, what have we got, nine games left? Um, I'm back and want to put a proper good run together, you know, like we'll have several times this season. And I'm back in Huddersfield. Huddersfield have got to play a lot of teams in the relegation, Maya. Teams with things to play for. We've got the like, your, your Prestons, your Barnsleys, even Burton Albion all out of it, but Burton Albion, Cardiff, teams with absolutely nothing to play for. Brighton to an extent as well, though Brighton have got a few of those relegation threatened teams. Apart from Wigan, I don't think we play any of the relegation threatened teams, so that's my reasoning. I really back the, the lads to do it. So I've got Newcastle champions with 98 points. Mickey, what did you come up with and why? I've got the 202. Um, positive as always. Huddersfield ninety seven. Brighton ninety six. Ninety six points for ninety six points for Brighton. Ninety six, yeah. You know no no team's ever ever not gone up with ninety and they're gonna hit ninety six. Yeah, that's a different season though, isn't it? There's three teams that are that are exactly dogger. All the all all the rules have gone out the window. (laughs) Ninety six point get them promoted for me. If they get ninety six points, take all three away. <laughs> uh, too, too too harsh. Did not go up on ninety six points, but so how? What what did you see? Did you see Newcastle losing again, Mickey? No, no, I didn't want us to lose. I, I had us draw on a couple, um, but I, I can't remember which ones now. But uh, not losing. I don't think I put Huddersfield or Brighton to lose either. Um, which is quite, which is quite ambitious for all gamers, really. But get very good odds on that, mate. Very good odds on the three. We're not losing another game. Thing is, like I've had a proper look at Huddersfield's fixtures, um, which I'll come on to in a bit, and I've also had a brief look at Brighton's and ours. And really, there's there's no games for any of us that we should lose. I know well, I know football doesn't work like that, but well, Brighton Brighton have got to go to Leeds, which is it's this this weekend actually, and um, a draw. I'll and, put it as a draw. And and I know this sounds a little bit silly, but Fulham have got to go to Huddersfield. The old Conqueror might be <laughs> Fulham, <laughs> a wayside who who. Well, fan base has been bigging up massively, so three points in the bag oh, there for Fulham. There's a draw as well. A draw as well. Tom, how did you end up seeing it? I got um, 102 for us, top. Um, 100 for Brighton. Uh, oh, 100 points for Brighton. Not even not winning the uh, league again would be so harsh on Brighton not winning the league with 100 points. Um, <laughs> I take it. I take it. I you got. Any of, uh, I don't have any more to lose. Um, <laughs> Chris Hutton, um, he's a great manager and he's been in this position before. He's gonna, he's gonna know what. Ah, uh, he has. He, he has. Tom, he fucked it up last season. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think Huddersfield play this this Thursday, don't they? They play this Thursday night. No, no, Friday against Bristol. I think Bristol will get something. Um, Bristol's no, Bristol's form against the top teams is good, you know, Mickey. Much better than against the bottom teams, and they're they're under pressure. They're not a bad side. Um, Third bottom in the league, they're rubbish. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we we will see. Uh, listen, imagine if Borough like stay up scoring like nine goals all season, and Huddersfield don't get to come up on 95, 96 points. Something wrong with football <laughs> if that happens. Um, and I, I don't really. I think, uh, whoever ends up 
massively unlucky. I really hope whoever it is wins the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's fair though. It would be. It's always um, hilarious. Like whole last season finished sixth, and then snaked it through uh, through Big Mode yeah. Um Ben, did you do this for us? Uh, I did. Um, got loads of preparation to it, and uh, I got uh, Newcastle on ninety eight. Same as me. Uh, Brighton on ninety four, and Huddersfield on ninety three. Oh, Huddersfield, poor Huddersfield. Um, Fair enough. I saw we're all good for Newcastle when the league can get promoted. That's the main thing. I think I've got. Uh, where have I got? I've got Huddersfield. I think I'll drop points against Fulham. We've got Fulham at home. We've seen how good Fulham were against us away, and obviously we've, we've been talking quite a lot this week about how good they are away from home. I had them drawing away at Derby. Uh, I had them drawing with Preston, and I had them drawing with Norwich. That was a bit mental, but. You yeah. never know. I just think that Norwich have obviously potentially going to have a new manager by that point. I think there's a few there's a few teams still actually that are going to have like new managers. Uh, so you might see a little bit of a reaction uh, from those teams. So well, Ben, what a, what a, what, what a segue because the next thing we're going to talk about is the vote that we we'll put to you, the listeners, picked up a couple of hundred votes. What to talk about tonight? It was between Mourinho at Man United. Is he doing a good job? Um, Wenger out, Lukaku at Everton. The eventual winner, um, the, tra- the the mental amount of managers that have been sacked this week in the championship. So who wants to lead with Steve McLaren? <laughs> I'll talk about Steve. Yeah, I'll talk about Steve. Um, what an absolute pleasure it is to see Newcastle fans through right yet again against the entirety of the national media and basically every other football fan in the country. Every time anything happens at Newcastle, Newcastle fans are wrong. Newcastle fans are wrong. You'll be, you'll, you'll see Newcastle fans. You're wrong, but whenever wrong, look at Pardew, Pardew, then McLaren, both of them. John Carver getting sacked off a Cypriot team that are third in the Cypriot league. I just think I just love it when these things happen, and the national press have to. They never admit it, but they have to realise that Newcastle fans are right again. Yeah, um, McLaren's done it. Horrific job, by the way. Uh, I hadn't even really realised because I don't, I don't give a shit about McLaren or Derby. But um, on the tally the other day, I mentioned that they, uh, his, his stats were something like re- like seven wins in the first ten games, and then like five in the following eighteen or something, um, which is appalling for a team like Derby who've got good players, good squad, reasonable sized fan base to be losing that many games um, is unacceptable. And it's because Rangney is a shy football manager. The dream for me next summer, Ellis Short, Moises left, you know, the club's facing administration. Um who's free? Who who doesn't cost any money to get from a club because he's not tied down? Steve McLaren. Finishing finishing <laughs> the job he started with us in the northeast but in a low division. Um McLaren in a tunnel and Pardew in a villa would be the best day ever. Well, Paul was supposed to go to Norwich. Did it? Did anyone else have a? Did anyone else see that one coming? Alex Neil getting sacked. Ben, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. No, it was a funny. It was a funny. It was a strange one that the, the timing because <laughs> when when Norwich should have sacked him, they, they stuck with him, and then obviously sort of they've had a little bit of a an upturn in results and they've started to climb their way back up the league a little bit, and then they've pied him. It's just a bit. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised at the timing of that one, but. I think he did. He did. He deserved to go ages ago. So it's it's not that much of a surprise. But 
just strange, strange timing. The timing was weird, Matt, but um, we've, had, we've had a few hammerings this season. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that Saturn, he's took them up, he's got them relegated, and he does, it doesn't look like they're going to be, be coming up this season. So I, I can understand that Saturn. I mean, let's let's not forget as well. They were touted as the, the most complete team, the, the team that was going to run away yeah, with the, the league. At the the start team of that year. all everyone, all had. Everyone was saying that they were going to win it, weren't they? Well, they were, allegedly, the, the, all the team had already come up once, so they all had the experience and all of that. And it was it was that fourth three game really when um, they were two minutes away from going seven points clear of us, um, and you know within within a couple of days we were four points ahead of them or something mental like that. Uh, so yeah, um, everyone knows my crack about Alex Neil. Um, Warren Joyce is the other one. Uh, um, Wigan, Tom, which I'm gonna have to come to you for. Any any thoughts on Warren Joyce leaving Wigan? Who? <laughs> 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 I've got no uh, no knowledge of him or Wigan. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I just I did I did want to come in on this actually. Did you see the? Neil Warnock's quotes this week. No. Um, basically, like, singled out Warren Joyce, um, just saying, like, he's not scared about getting sacked from Cardiff because he thinks he could walk into any job in the championship. And uh, it's, like, ridiculous sort of comments. He's just saying, you, you've got someone... He, he name-checked Warren Joyce, saying you've got someone like Warren Joyce walking <laughs> into a job at Wigan who's got no experience... And he, I can't, like, I can't believe that he's come out and criticised like a fellow manager, like at, at this stage of the year as well, like probably kicking the lad while he's down as well. Um, <laughs> just, just really like inappropriate comments. But it's just, it's just typical of it. He, like Warnock has become like the Allardyce of, of like the championship. He's got this sort of. I mean, fair play to him. He did a cracking job with Rotherham last year. Um, but like, he's just done some bang average jobs like all over the shop, and yet he's got this self like sort of. This, this ridiculous self entitlement that he's like a, a, a great manager in this league. So yeah, that's my thoughts on Warren Joyce. Warren, if you're listening, you've bends on your side, even if no one else is. Um, Do you know the Wigan chairman's like 23. <laughs> oh, Monaco have just scored, lads. Hit a break of tears. Um, <laughs> we're in for a cracker, and you lads aren't watching. Um, yeah, he's he's dead young as David Sharp, Mickey, um, and he's had an absolute stinker. He, he took over the middle of the season; they got relegated from the championship. Um, brought in Malky Mackay, which was like everyone was like, Malky Mackay shouldn't be working in football. It's like, no, nah, we'll give him a chance. I don't think he won. He, he, he didn't win a game, and then um, I he's he's uh, he come back up at the first attempt from League One, but looks like they're going down. They've got us to play actually, so we'll see how that goes. But lads, I'll move you on to um, the weekend. Um, massive game. Zola's following. Only won one home game. Can anyone tell me who it was against? Oh, I've just no. you can't, and I've just realised I wrote it in the running order for you the did. show. I mean, I've tried to remember what you wrote. It was one of the top two teams. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it was Fulham. Fulham. You know, I saw Jesus Christ, Glenn, Carl Court. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quite funny because I saw some Newcastle fan on Twitter trying to kick off like. Everyone says Fulham are mint, but 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 Fulham of 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 Fulham beat them, not Fulham beat them, but Birmingham beat them, and it's only 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 home win. It's like I but fair enough. Everyone's allowed a bad game, and you know Fulham have only lost three away games all season. It's, just, it's hardly like they're shit, like this bloke was trying to make out. Um, 
But Isola's under massive pressure. Many thinks if he loses this game, it will be the end for him. Tom, do you think that helps us or not? No, he a lot of pressure on manager. You know, they, he's uh, it's going to be a really nervous dressing room, and we have a really good uh, record against Birmingham, I think, don't we? Yeah. Um. So I'm really, I'm really uh, confident about the weekend. I think, uh, I think we'll turn them over. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think it's one of those. He's just, he's, he's a crap manager. <laughs> it, I don't think that him going or staying that makes no impact on them. They're just a, they're an absolute bottling club. They're going nowhere. They've got no players. They've got no fans. Yeah. That's um, harsh. I, were, I think we'll battle them. They were fifth when we played them in December when they beat them four 0 They were fifth in the league in the sack row the, the week after. Yeah, um, that was they deserve. They deserve absolutely everything that comes to them for sacking him. It was absolutely ridiculous. Right. To bring in someone that's been poor in management in English football is the entire reputation is based on obviously the fact that he was brilliant at football, but that doesn't mean anything in terms of being a manager. To sack a manager who had you playing good football and winning games to bring to bring a big name in is so fucking naive. And I, I, I would like to see Birmingham go down purely for that reason. And also because they're from the Midlands and it's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say about Birmingham? Oh, yeah. Bur- fair play to Birmingham, though. I've been to St Andrews probably four or five times now. One of the best away grounds for atmosphere. Um, probably not this weekend <laughs> because of the run they're on, but I'll just, you know, it's one of the few away games where I kind of respect the atmosphere a bit. Um, our support down there in January was shocking, so I'm hoping for much better on uh, Saturday. Funny enough, in January. Benitez played five three two. Um, meet Rowan Murphy up front. I, I, I doubt we'll see that, lads. Is it? Is it a pretty straightforward lineup for you, Ben? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think he. It, it, most of it picks itself. There's a couple of um, people. I don't know if Hayden's back in contact. No, he's yet. not. No, he's not. No. Um, so yeah, it probably picks itself, and unfortunately again. Well, I mean, so. Tom, Diarme or Perez for you? Diarme's quitting international football this week, allegedly to concentrate on Newcastle. I'd, I'd rather Perez. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't like, I don't like seeing negative things against Perez, but he just, he's a few years a poor man. He's, he said he's, he came out ages ago and said um, that what, why he's been um, really tired and why he's not really been performing for it. Then it sort of went on. He's, he's, he had a few good games, and then he's came out again, quitting international football because he wants to concentrate on us. He just needs to put it down. He just needs to put the forms in on the pitch. So I, I, I really want to see Murphy and Perez. Murphy and Perez, not even Gale. Uh, well, if he's fit, he was holding. He went off holding his hamstring last week, didn't he? No, I, I don't think so. I think he was all right. Um, all right. He's supposed to be fit for this one, yeah. Well, I mean, Murphy, then. yeah, Gail and Murphy attacking. I mean, Murphy, Murphy is the man. Like he's played really, really well at uh, in all the recent games. Um, thing about Diarmi is, I'd, I'd probably start him just because he's, he's he's only had one really good game for Newcastle, and it was against these at home and beat them four 0 He was absolutely fantastic. So probably had good Gail and Diarmi. I'd, I'd I'd like to see him deployed deeper. We've talked a few times about he, like he makes a piece much better impact when he's he's playing a deeper role. So. Um, I mean, I think Colback's been struggling a little bit recently as well. So I'd, I'd like to see him drop Diarme into the centre mid next to Shelby. I think it just releases Shelby a bit more as well. Um, and then obviously you can play either Perez or Murphy. To be honest, I probably I wouldn't mind seeing Perez just because although Murphy's Murphy's been 
playing quite well. I, I like his impact off the bench. I think he's a, a big impact player. I think giving him that sort of 20, half an hour uh, period role where he can come on and just run, and run himself into the ground, I think it's, it, it works really well for the team. So I'd quite like to see that continue. Fair enough. I feel like he makes more of an impact off the bench than he, he would start Fair enough, Mickey. G- Gomez or Anita at right back? I thought Anita had a stinker on Saturday, but so did everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. well, everyone knows my opinion on Anita. I don't think he's very good at football, but, <laughs> um, but I, don't, I, I don't know anything about Gomez. There's nothing to base any judgment on. Like he's been, It's just red, isn't it? Redding away. He's been basically a non-eventer this season. Even when he's played, he hasn't, he hasn't done anything particularly wrong or right, although he was terrible for the first 20 minutes. Um, last time players kept kicking the ball away. Uh, I don't think the game's going to be won or lost by who we play right back. It's much much of a muchness between the two of them for me. Fair enough. And I suppose the only other question is whether, Ben, do you bring Gufran back into the team and get Richie back on the right? Because the last few games, Richie's been playing across on the left with Atsu on the right and Atsu's not impressed me. Yeah. Nah, again, I think he's another player that's, that's better coming off the bench as an impact player. I just think he, I don't know, it's a funny one. He, we obviously we were calling him from to get his chance because I think we were basically saying the same couple of couple of games ago against Gufan. Now he doesn't really do a lot, and and, and it's actually coming off the bench. It seems to get the impact. Um, but again, I think it's it's. I guess it's the that that sort of impact of Atu. Obviously, his pace coming off the bench against tight defenders. He just has more of a more of an impact. Whereas, as you say, he's, he's, he's sort of struggled the last few games. He's not really made much uh, sort of much of an impact in terms of the attacking play that we thought he might do. Um, he struggled a bit. I think his he's tactical sort of um, awareness isn't the best. So I'd, I would probably bring Gufran in and I've, I just think you've had to and Murphy come off the bench a, a pretty decent one too to sort of um, have, have a, a big impact on the game if, if need be. Yeah, I, mean the, the... I, definitely think, I definitely think Murphy starts, by the way. I think he's been excellent recently and... So for me, it's an absolute no-brainer that Diarmi's got to play in centre mid. kovac has been ineffective recently, and he hopefully shouldn't really be that necessary against Birmingham. Um, we shouldn't have to do that much defending in the middle of the park. And Diarmi has been has been good when he's dropped back into centre mid. He can't play number ten. He, he isn't a number ten. He hasn't got the attributes for it. He can't do it. And it's it's pointless playing him there. And everyone thinks he's rubbish because he keeps playing out of position. Put him in centre mid where he's been good, and let an actual attacker play up front with Gale. If we can get Murphy and Gale in front of Shelby and Diarmi, it could be five or six nil against Birmingham. Oh, Christ! So I suppose what's what's your prediction, Mickey, for the game? The that team five or six nil. Oh, Mister, I think it'll be three one. Mister, two star review will not be happy. Um, <laughs> ben. ben. Complete 
annihilation, but I think we're comfortably comfortably two 0 two 0 or three 0 I'll go for. Yeah, I'll go. We've been poor defensively recently, so I can't say we're keeping a sheet, uh, keeping a clean sheet. But uh, let's go for two one to Newcastle. Uh, me and Bottom. I was going to say actually, just that um, their their striker Jugs X or whatever, however you pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> you know who I mean? Jugs. No, I think it's Jukovic, but go on, Ben. Well, uh, whoever, whatever he's, however you pronounce it, the Polish lad up top. <laughs> um, but he, he's like, sort of causes a lot of problems every time I've seen him um, against West. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think he's, he, he looks a bit of a handful, so I could see him causing us a few problems. So, I'll, I'll amend my 1-2-1. Uh, one, one. I agree with you. I think they'll probably take a goal out of him. Lads, it's been a pleasure. Um, we, me and Bolland will be back for you probably on the way uh, well me and Bolland are driving down we'll try and do a podcast on the way back next week we'll have the three quarter season review the quarter and half season reviews went down very well so we're kind of looking back at the last 12 games and ahead to the final eight games uh, that we'll have left um, that'll probably be out in the middle of the week or, or the start of next week um, Gallagher Flags quiz Friday night see you there hopefully in uh that's it, lads. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll be back soon. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.